0: Blanking out
1: on it. What the hell? How are we blanking
2: yeah. out on that? Hold on.
1: Not league just... of their own. What the hell is it called? It's major, major league.
2: No, not, not major. No, league. not major. Not... With Sheen in it, right? Charlie Sheen. No, no. that that one. What are you looking at me for? I'm <laughs> looking at me either. I can feel you looking at me.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the unrestricted. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Sure. <laughs> Good night. Let's try that again. Let's try that. Got a bout of herpes going on. Welcome back to the Unrestricted Podcast. In your lungs? Yes, maybe. Herpes (laughs) of the (laughs) lungs. I'm Walter Pasiguit along with Jeff Exler and somebody named Bob. Hi.
0: I
2: spell it backwards.
1: (laughs) That's really... That's
0: just genius. I spell Jeff with P-H at the end, by the way. Have
2: you ever... Like Steph? Yes. But Jeff. Have you ever watched Jeff Dunham, the (laughs) ventriloquist? Uh Uh-uh. He's got one of his characters that... Telling him how to pronounce his name is Jeff Fafa. <laughs> Jeff Fafa. <laughs> yeah, that's me. All
1: right, then. I will. Yeah, <laughs> ventriloquism.
2: <laughs>
1: now, there's some good humor there. Hot topic. <sighs> All right, we got uh, we got a couple of things to get to here. Uh, the Spurs, um, the Cowboys, uh, maybe the race for president. And a new segment going to introduce today, top five. So every week we do this podcast. Well, I'd like to throw in a top five segment. So today we're going to get to your top five movies of all time. All right. Good. Sound good? Yep. You like that, Bob? I do. All right. Good. All right. Let's start with the Spurs. Um, I think up until the other night when they were horrible, (laughs) I thought they were playing much better. They were more competitive. They were actually fun to watch for for a couple of different reasons they were just competing really hard on the floor they were doing things they were hitting hitting shots doing all the right things uh but then they would get to the point at the end of the game where you know they needed to make one more shot or a defensive stop uh but they would turn the ball over they would have a defensive breakdown where the other where the opposing team would have an easy layup and then then everything went to hell, and then they couldn't make a shot after that. But they were really fun to watch over these last four or five games or so until the other night, and even in that game, they came back and, and made it a game. Um,
0: but- Isn't it funny that you could count on that turnover, though? Like, watching
1: those games, I was just like,
0: oh, boy, here we go. We're going to make a a crucial turnover, I can promise you, and here
1: it it goes. And that stops them from winning the basketball game. But but you get the sense that they're getting close uh, to putting it together where they start, you know, uh, they're competing on a, on every night now where they weren't necessarily doing that in the beginning. And so I think that's a really, uh, that's a really good sign.
0: Yeah. I mean, they haven't lost by 40 lately, so that's good.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're starting to see some improvement in this team, but obviously when you look at the, at the squads that they have, most of these guys are not going to be around by the time they're competing for a playoff spot, maybe a title at some point to me. It's Wemby, obviously. It's Devin Vassell. I am still a big fan of Jeremy Sohan, even though he takes a lot of crap on social media from everybody in San Antonio. Including me. And other than that, that's it. Everybody else can go.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about Wemby. Let's focus in on him, because he's the one piece that you know isn't going anywhere. Okay. Have you seen this awesome progression that I've seen in Wemby from opening night to where he is now? He's a completely different player. Um, opening night, and really for the first couple of months, the, for the first several months, he was a sloppy dribbler who thought he was a wing. He is doing less and less of that. I think I'm a small forward routine. Yeah, because he was bad at it. Yeah, he, he was. He could pick his pocket easily. And I remember, I could. remember, Pop said, you know, he really wanted. To just roll the ball out and let Wimby try to be Wimby and figure yeah, out where he wanted it. They
1: didn't know how good he was at, at anything, and they're just kind of figuring out, just
0: like we are. Which is a little surprising to me. The guy's been your number one scouted player for the last five years. You don't really know yeah, anything about him. A little really bit strange yeah. bullshit. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know plenty. Is,
2: you know, it, it, is this a validation of the? the European method of bringing up players through their youth as a, as an indictment against the American way through AAU one year of college. It's always
1: been that way. If you, if you talk to, and I've talked to pop many times, obviously, uh, but they always felt that the American basketball player, the kid growing up did not have the fundamentals that the international players do.
0: And there's a reason for it. The AAU programs don't practice as much as they do in Europe. Um, They don't have that AAU system and they spend their time Practicing, not playing. AAU, you play and you play and you play. You're going to play six games in a
1: weekend. Plus, for them, it's all about highlights. For the American exactly. player, it's about highlights. It's about, you know, three point shots from half court and it's about, you know, jamming the basketball. It's not about the fundamentals. And it's different for international players. It's been that way for years.
0: But I think Wimby is an interesting case study because he is obviously very European. But I think he. he he also has a lot of the American basketball player in him. I mean, he absolutely um, searches for the highlight. Otherwise, he wouldn't be out there dribbling on the perimeter between his legs behind his back. The throwing, guy is
2: throwing the ball off the backboard so he can do Yeah, I mean,
0: he's, <laughs> he's crazy skilled, okay? But he also has a little bit of the American player in him, and that's not very surprising because he's – He's a pretty cosmopolitan guy. I mean, that's just who he is. But I I have seen a big change in him, Wally. He is spending more time closer to the basket than he used to. The the sloppy turnover stuff. I'm not saying it's gone away, but it's it's gotten rectified to some to some degree. And on defense, he's finding himself in the in the hole defending the rim much more often now than he used to at the beginning of the season where you know the spurs wind up giving up three straight offensive rebounds cuz Wemby's out at the free throw line that's happening less
1: all right here's what here's what I this is my my main takeaway with Wemby at this point point. and yes he's he's gotten better and all that kind of stuff and they still don't use him enough on easy plays like they the the players around him still uh are not very good at alley-oops to him Holy which cow, is which is terrible which is mind-boggling to me but defensively and you sort with Rudy Gobert the other night. And frankly, when I saw it, I thought to myself, why hasn't this happened all along? I can't figure it out. And maybe it's just NBA coaches being too thick-headed. But Rudy Gobert took Wemby from the foul line and backed him all the way to the basket and basically either it was either a stuff or it was just a layup. And for the life of me, I can't figure it out. Why doesn't this happen on every offensive player, uh, every offensive play against the Spurs? Why aren't, I, I mean, can you, Jokic should be able to score 100
2: against Wemby. Back his ass down and stuff it in his face. I think it's easy. I it's it's easy right now. I think given his progression that would be one thing where he would just figure out how to start the defending
1: against. Absolutely not. I totally disagree with you. He is too skinny. He's not physical enough and he doesn't have the body that that's going to allow him to be a bigger and stronger guy. Uh, he's going to get pushed around all over the poor. And why, had it, why hasn't it happened already? I don't have the answer. But you saw Rudy Gobert, who's not the biggest and strongest guy in the NBA, just... Push him. He started and it was easy. It was just like, you know, uh, a kid, a kid pushing a a, a little matchbox car just pushed him all the way down to the to the baseline and just laid the ball up. I
0: think there's a reason. Ask Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, he tried to back down uh, uh, Wimby and stuff on his head and Wimby met him at the rim. He's got these crazy long arms and this crazy reach. It's not that easy to so get. So how did Rudy
1: Gobert do it so easily. Oh, there, yeah,
0: right? it was one play. And Rudy Gobert, by the way, is seven foot four. Like you said, he's Gobert's not the biggest, strongest guy in the NBA. He's not seven. Poor Gobert. No, yeah, he's he not. is six eleven. No, he's either seven three or seven four. Maybe with his arms out, but I, not, I promise you, he's seven. No, three. Rudy Gobert At is least. six eleven.
2: He is not six eleven. All right, I'm According looking it up uh, now. Right w- now, how w- w- how big is he? Bob? Wikipedia: seven foot one, wingspan seven foot nine. That's not small. He's not six eleven.
0: He's huge. He's about the second biggest guy in the damn league, <gasps> unless you're going to count Boban. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes.
1: Boban's just the ugliest player in
0: the league. <laughs> you're looking Sorry, it Boban. up live on air. I, I promise. Yes. you. Go- Gobert's
1: huge, man. He's huge. All right. If you say he's huge, uh, they they said his they said he was six eleven on the on the telecast. They but- are
0: fucking wrong.
1: All right. <laughs> All right, so there's my Wemby take. The other things here, Devin Vassell, to me, is the most talented player on the roster. He can pass, he can shoot, he can drive. Uh, he, He will be part of the team that challenges for a playoff spot in the future.
0: I think he could be. You know, it just depends on whether the Spurs move him or not. I mean, I think he's good enough. To
1: be a wingman for Wimby, sure. But if you're not going to move Keldon Johnson, and that's just mind boggling, why Keldon Johnson hadn't been wasn't moved at the at the trade deadline? I can't figure that out. So Devin Vassell to me is going to stay. Uh, but back to Keldon Johnson, I have this idea. Maybe it was, and this was unintentional. Maybe it was Pop that ruined him by giving him a big, too big of a reward too early in his career, and so now Keldon Johnson's a little bit ruined. Do you mean by putting him on the Olympic yes. squad? Yeah.
0: You know, well right that makes some be, sense.
1: He'd be the guy that we should be washing the uniforms for the Olympic team. <laughs> that's, that's as far as Keldon Johnson's fallen. Yeah. And he, and he gets benched the other night. For that making... may have been
0: too much too soon. I can agree with that. It's possible. And And if we're talking about the surrounding cast of Wimby, I think it's really important to point out that Vassell and Keldon Johnson, for all their talents, are both terrible passers. Terrible passers. That it's just not part of their game. And I've told you all this, I think, on the show, or or at least off air. I think it's the most undervalued characteristic yeah, in basketball mm-hmm. players Was is a being point. a great passer. And you know, you think of of the great players, the truly great Bird, Magic, Magic, yeah. um, Jokic right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, LeBron, of course, Manu—they—they—they they, they share that characteristic. They are gifted passers. You have to have at least one on a roster with Wimby. Hopefully, more than one. But until the Spurs find a guy who can really pass the damn thing, they're going to be stuck with a bunch of offensive-minded, get their own kind of guys, which Kelton and Vassell are. And that's—that's that's not always all bad. I mean. You know, Byron Scott back in the day was an all offense guy, you know. (laughs)
1: But this team needs to offensively, they need to be like a, you know, four down kind of team. The offense needs to... And listen, they're still trying to figure this out, I think. But this, they need to be, uh, the offense needs to be centered around Wemby whenever he's on the floor. But it won't be at the block, Walter. It won't be four down. It'll be probably. No, I don't mean it that way. I mean, everything needs to go through him first before it goes out to a Vassell or anyone else. It's
0: interesting you bring that up. I saw this the other day. Uh, Any idea who leads the NBA in usage rate? In other words, how many times per game they touch the ball? It's Jokic. And it's Jokic. It's Jokic by a pretty good margin. Then it's Luka. And then number three is way down the list. Mm -hmm. So if you ever watch a Nuggets game, every possession touches touches. Jokic. Usually right about the top of the key, the nail, somewhere in that range. The ball always touches him. He also has a super quick amount of time that he touches the ball. It's like less than two seconds where Luca is like four seconds per touch. So what does that mean? It means the ball's getting to Jokic and Jokic is moving it very quickly to somebody else. And that's the brilliance of what Denver's doing with him and how they're utilizing him. And I think, I think to your point, that's probably how Wimby needs to get used because it can't be the way Tim Duncan was used with four down, you know, operating from the block, and then you start your offense from there. I don't think he's big enough to hold that position.
1: Then it's not going to be easy to figure out how to best utilize him. It just—it's just not. I guess with Tim Duncan, it was easy. You know, you dump it down to him. Uh, he either makes his move, or if he's doubled, then you k- kick it out and you—and he you hit three with Wemby you can't do that because he can't back somebody into the basket is you know four down is not his forte no it's everything else
0: that's his forte so he's a good ball handler and a pretty good reader of the game and a pretty good passer for being 19 like get it to him at the nail get it to him at the top of the key i mean those are good spots for a guy like that but look we'll see that in the
1: next couple of years right I, yeah
2: i have one i have a simple yes or no question sure do you guys trust the Spurs front office that this is in a big war room and they have a good plan going into the offseason? No.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> no.
2: I don't I, have I, any I, reason to doubt them. I do. I and think Brian
0: Wright has been a bad general manager for the most part. I think he's gotten almost – I think he's gotten
1: 80% of his moves wrong. Yeah, but I, mean, I got to include Greg Popovich in the in the front office.
2: And 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 I asked that question because I have a lot of friends who are Spurs – Homers that are like looking at this going, Oh, I don't think they're gonna get it right. Oh, we're gonna lose Wemby in a few years anyway. He's gonna go to a bigger market, bigger contract. We're not gonna be able to keep people, not gonna be able to bring in free agents. And and we don't know what to do with this, you know, seven foot eight gajillion unicorn. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, the guys in the front office there know what they're doing. They're smarter than you. They do. They do, but but Brian Wright scares me. I'm just
0: being Straight up with you. Okay. I, his drafting worries me. His analysis of players worries me. I mean, I'm thinking back to Damare Carroll. Do you remember that signing? Damari Carroll was yeah. on his last leg two years before the Spurs gave him a contract. Like the Pau Gasol deal. That was another guy who was two years beyond being useful in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And we signed him to a three-year fucking deal. Like, I'm sorry, but no, I don't trust Brian Wright. Okay. I still trust Pop. I still trust RC. They at least have some skins on the wall that leads me to believe that they could turn it around and get it right this
2: time. But, like, Brian Wright scares me to death. Sorry. And, and, and being the idiot that I am about this, I, I wonder, are they, are they kind of riding through the rest of the season, putting these guys out there, maybe building up trade you know capital around each of them? Knowing, yeah, we're we're going to unload a whole bunch of people and our plan is just to move on.
0: And that'd be fine. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Okay. Hey, listen,
2: if you're if you if you're offering me
1: stock in the Spurs, I'm buying it. Yeah, I would agree. Because here you are. You're going to look right now. They're in a, they're in the bottom three. You're going to get another. Uh, you may get the number one pick in the draft again. Uh, that's possible. Um, well, I mean, the stock- so I think they're in a good they're in a good they're in a good spot here.
2: The other thing that's going up is season ticket prices.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I canceled uh, my—I'm a season ticket holder this year, partial—the 10-game plan. I canceled it for next year. Did you? Yeah, Because because of the raise in price? No, because I can get the tickets cheaper, and I probably should have done—I didn't expect them to be this bad um, when I bought the tickets for some reason. Don't ask me why. Um, I didn't think the whole thing through. And, the, and it was the, you know, my boot truck business that bought the season tickets, so it doesn't matter. Um, but you could buy the tickets. You could buy the tickets much cheaper on the secondary market. That's so. just
0: it. And you can pick and choose your games yeah. when you and your son or daughter are available. Yep. Yeah. 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 So. I'm not a season ticket holder for that reason. I but think, I wanna uh, I wanna speak to the to the raising yeah. ticket prices. No shit. I mean, we have we have a unicorn.
2: Yeah. Guess but, what? Ticket prices are gonna go up. Yeah, but as drastic as twenty five percent in some instances, is that, is that what right? it is? In some okay, instances, I not seen I've that. heard that it's it's anywhere from ten, generally in the in the mid teens, and then I have heard reports that it's into the twenties for some ticket holders. I, I don't I don't know that. what the history
1: is. I don't know if they've been increasing them all along, or this is the first increase in years. I mean, I can I don't see know. A
2: five to ten across the board. Yeah. But next year. I mean, the outlook is slightly better. Thirty-ish, thirty wins, wins? Yeah. Maybe, 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 an outside chance at a at a ten play in. Yes, maybe? I, they
1: should compete next year for for a play in. We'll see. Maybe so they I should.
0: Mean, but you're to your point, they're not going to be great next year. It's not It's not so, going to be a yeah, guaranteed so, playoff team. So,
2: so I think that big of a raise is maybe one year too soon. Yeah, that, I think that sounds likely. The season after next year, I think, is when you really want to be going. But it's supply area.
0: and demand,
1: and demand for
2: seeing Wimby is high. So. And
1: I got no problem with how the season's turned out, really. You're going to have a shot at getting this uh, number one pick again. You'll have two number one picks on your roster that should be stars, big stars, superstars. Uh, when you pick that height, you should have be you should be picking superstars. They obviously have one. You add a second one. Um, you'll be in big. Sh- you'll be in good shape. And then then you got a new arena coming downtown. Yep. Uh, you that know is- that's that's a
2: matter of time. Yep. When U- that's announced, UTSA has just kind of put some ink to paper on what they want to do. A hundred million dollar investment in a parking lot. I think somewhere near the Crockett Hotel. Mm. So they're going to clear out that Texan Culture World Fair. Yeah, and that's, that that's where the new now. arena will be. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, we're bring it downtown, baby. I can walk to that arena.
1: Here's the thing, though, and and I get into this discussion all the time with the with when the missions downtown arena was was. Being proposed and stuff like that. For me, the Mission Stadium is fine where it is. Yeah. got no problem with it out there because it's convenient to for me. It's close to where I live. Going downtown to the to an AT and T Center, Frostbank Bank Center, whatever they're going to call
2: it at that point, it's no more convenient than going out to 35 to the arena now. The so pr- the problem, the problem with Wolf Stadium is it's not in compliance with current minor league standards for stadiums. Yes, of course, we need to upgrade if we're going to keep. A minor league team, and the other X factor in the baseball side is right now Austin, San Antonio. This whole metro is in talks for the next for one of the next two expansion teams.
1: For what? What sport are we talking baseball. about? Baseball. Baseball.
2: Never. Manfred has said he wants expansion to be planned and on the books before. He- the end of his current five-year deal.
1: It's not happening. Not, it's not in this area. It's not going to happen. I find it hard to believe we would have a major league baseball team. they never against, San Antonio is never mentioned anymore.
2: If actually no, that's incorrect. San Antonio and Austin are being mentioned, but they're but they're down the list. It looks like Tennessee, Nashville is a higher. Higher possibility, Salt Lake City on the Major League Baseball. I know we're just in the spring training, so they're going to go
1: international and and, an NFL expansion. They are going international before they ever come even dream of coming to Texas. The Jaguars'
2: home field is already London.
1: They go (laughs) into and and you know Mexico City will have a team. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to put a team in in Europe and And have them play in the NFL. That doesn't make sense to me. So.
0: Since we kind of mentioned ownership groups and everything else, did y'all see the story about the chiefs players? grading out their front office and head coach? <laughs> yes.
2: Okay, so for
0: those of y'all that did not see this, apparently there's like a player poll that was recently introduced yeah, in the play, NFL. Yeah, a
2: player wellness poll from the NFLPA.
0: Where they take the players' uh, poll, they poll the players on their own management. Their head coach, their facilities, their training staff, etc. cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera, Andy Reid... A-plus from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Clark Hunt, the owner, F-minus. Hilarious. And they didn't get another grade higher than a C. So the players really don't like anything about... Which is, are which is, which, which, which could
2: be really bad for them going to the off season as they have a lot of defensive free agents that are up for contract.
0: I don't, I don't buy it. Park of that Hunt's stuff. a piece of shit. I'm so glad he got an F.
2: Do you know why I think that he's got a totally hot daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I okay, I don't trace the logic, but you, yeah, you, you I, do. You
1: okay, <laughs> all righty, there's that. All right, so there's your Spurs segment for the day. Uh, to the Cowboys quickly. Uh, Dak is going to, he's going to get his money at some point. It's going to be $60 million. Uh, maybe it's a little bit less than that somehow when they uh, negotiate this contract, but he's going to be your guy because he's their only option. They don't have a better option than Dak at this point. It
2: feels like the 2024 presidential election.
1: Oh, we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, listen, he led the league in touchdowns last year with 36, uh, but his problem, and we all know it is, he can't win the big one. But what, not, is, what is that? What's the alternative for the It's not Dak's
2: problem. It's the whole entire organization's problem. It's from the owner through the front office down to the coaching staff. It is a culture problem. They need to they need to reset something they're running it back and doing the same damn thing and i don't care bringing down zimmer from denver or from minnesota i don't care if you're a cowboys fan you're gonna get into the playoffs next year you're gonna lose your playoff game we're gonna be the same place next year it's gonna be fucking groundhog day in dallas
1: why are you getting all upset that makes you ha- that should make you happy your 49ers got an easier path <sighs> I, listen I, and i agree they do need a culture change they need it a- Toughness, because they're softest as, as my ass, and <laughs> you know, Who know, and they get they Who get. no would
0: pu- know how soft your ass is? Nobody get, in this they room. Get,
1: they get pushed around all over the field. We see it time after time. They need to get tough, and I I like the Mike Zimmer uh, move because he adds some toughness to that Cowboys defense, and it should be better.
0: I'm always I'm always surprised when people say a
1: coach adds toughness. How does that work? <laughs> But, well, because it, it should be, if you screw up, you're coming off the field. I need somebody that's going to be tough out there and do what we want him to do. And listen, and if it doesn't work that way, it's not going to be any good. Okay. Okay. You guys are playing with little tools here, uh, so we'll see. We'll see how <laughs> so that all speak. goes, so to speak. Yeah. All right. Uh, jump from the Cowboys top five or the or the race for president. Which way you want to go? Um, top can, I five, you, can I give you? Can I give you? Can I give you?
0: a quick thing before we go to one of those go last night caitlin clark became the uh women's major college all-time leading scorer okay and and her team won by 42 by the way um in a conference game and you know i don't know this is the closest men's college basketball and women's college basketball have ever been to me in terms of viewing interest. I have never watched less men's college basketball than I have this current year because there's no great team. There's no great Mm -hmm. player. Um, There's, there's too much, too much player movement for me to be um, consistent in my viewership. And on the women's side, you have Caitlin Clark putting up, you know, like a Pete Maravich type season. I have investigated
1: and ways to go see her play.
0: Yeah. It's different and than it's ever live. been. And it's she, different than it's ever been, Walter. And right? She, yeah. Like, and for she, your first time, you actually are interested in a women's college basketball game. Am I right? Yes, because she's got, she's got the Steph
1: Curry um, draw. Yeah, yeah, she does. She, she does. shoots the basketball from all over the place, and that's fun to watch. Yeah. She's
2: 18 points away from the all-time Record, yeah. men's or women's. Yeah. Yeah. Eighteen. She's gonna do it against Ohio State, even though Iowa's gonna to lose to Ohio she State.
0: She is, and this is I don't think this is disputable. She is the most famous college basketball player on the planet right now. Right now. There's it's not true. a okay. I mean I is Zach Edy. Yeah.
2: No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, he has no personality. All
1: right, so we didn't talk about the All Star game because who cares? But I, I'll, I'll say form. this one. We're talking about Caitlin Clark. Okay, if you're going to, and, and the, the, uh, the female versus the male, Steph Curry versus Inescu, really worked really well during All Star weekend. But if you're going to continue to do that and you're going to have those two people go against, or any male against the female, then everything needs to be the same. Okay. Yes, you need to shoot from the same three point line, which they did, but you have to use the same goddamn basketball. I don't agree with that.
0: I Why? don't agree with that. I've heard I've heard Frank Isola try to make this argument. I don't like it at all. They play a Slightly different sport. They have a different line. They have a different ball. Then you can't compete against each other. That's all the way, that's the way it goes. It's not for the world's heavyweight title, bro. It's for a stupid trophy at the all-star break. The big mistake at the all-star break, the biggest mistake the NBA made at the all-star break was not putting Caitlin Clark in it. They should have brought her in. Instead of I Well, maybe they try to, and she's not available.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. She should have been fucking available. I mean, she'll fly be her out there for one night. I mean, it's well, not I'm that not, hard. If you can't give her the same basketball, then I'm not interested in watching because it's not it's not on the same playing field. Okay,
2: yeah, to okay. each
1: their own. There's okay. that.
0: I, okay, one more college basketball thing because it's in the <laughs> it's in the news. Okay, what do you think about storming the court? Stupid. Um, get rid of it.
2: It's get dumb. Get rid of it. I it's am dumb. I am 100% with Jay Billis on this one. Get rid of it. Oh, fuck both of you. No, <laughs> fuck you. No, <laughs> no. No way, dude. I, this I, is I, what I, makes college basketball awesome. Oh, I, I don't care. If if you can get to a situation where you protect the players and get them off, protect them with better security, and then allow the The exuberant celebration, I am fine with that. But anything that puts those players who are unpaid employees of the institutions at risk is bad. They're paid. NIL isn't paid. They're not employees. Okay. But it puts them at – it unnecessarily puts them at risk. And when – I forget whether it was Ohio State. When the AD and your men's football coach – are storming the court with the students? Nope. I'm sorry, nope. you can't take it out of the sport. It's
0: too much a part of the game. Well, we then make it we, safer
1: we, then. And I understand it's only been two injuries that we know of that have taken place here with Caitlin Clark and 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 uh, whoever the other guy we was. Palski. We, we yeah. took
2: it out. Of, we took it out of baseball. We took it out. Have you ever seen a court be stormed in the NBA? Yeah, in the 80s, and then they took it away. Took it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I You're know. I'm, rid of it. I'm, done, I'm no It's got to stay Funke. in
0: college basketball. Okay. All right. Okay. Move on.
1: All right. Keep it going. All right. Uh, we're going to start a new segment here on the podcast. How much? Of, we don't have a lot of time left. No, we don't. Uh, we can go fast. I broke uh, them off. Top five. Here's your top five for this week. Your top five movies of all time. The right. greatest you, movies of all time. You want me to go? I got I, I got four. I couldn't come up with a fifth. So and here's and here's. I'll, I'll just give you my my ground rules for this. I I put my list together based on if the movie came on television, I would watch it no matter where it was uh, during the movie. Okay, okay. See, that's slightly different than what I did. Because but that's how I rated my my greatest <laughs> that's, movies. That's fair.
0: That's how you can do it.
1: But that's not how I did it. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. All right.
0: My favorite movies in no particular order. Go ahead. The Blues Brothers. I think it's the greatest American comedy film ever made. I disagree, but okay. The Godfather one and The Godfather two. Okay. Okay. Are you putting those down as one? No, I made them. I I cheated. I made them two. Mm. Or maybe I didn't cheat. I don't know. Okay. Blazing Saddles. Oh, yes. Wow. You're a racist. And the last one is (laughs) Elf. Really? Yeah. If you're basing this on like.
1: It's how not even a holiday
0: movie. If, if you're basing it off how often I've watched it, like Elf is way up okay. there. I okay. mean, my family and I watch it in June. It's so funny. Okay, and obviously I don't even celebrate Christmas, but I still
1: love that movie. You're not only a racist, but an, uh, never mind. Uh, that's All right, give me an, yours. That's an interesting list. Thank All you. right, so again, that's that. I couldn't think of uh, how do I put, how do I break it down to just five movies. Well, I got to you know the movies that i watch on television no matter where they are and they may not be on tv enough but nevertheless all right here's my top 5 and you just gave me my fifth one Kay. uh Shawshank redemption yeah i knew that'd be Ooh. on your list cuz everybody watches that every yeah. time it's on back to the future which one the first one
2: okay
1: that's, that's uh, i watch that movie no matter where it is if it's on tnt tbs i will watch it and and you know they don't put every movie on all the time but um, that's the only way I can rate them. Field of Dreams, great movie. I w- I love that movie, and I own I own Back to the Future, Shawshank, Field of Dreams on DVD. Nice. So that that maybe that's another one. Uh, Rocky. Yeah. Okay. Because Rocky's the best, the greatest sports movie of all time. Uh, don't argue. And you gave me the last one. It's a Wonderful Life because that's the that's my favorite holiday movie of all time. And I will watch that no matter where it is. I'm a little
0: surprised The Godfather's not on your list. I thought you were a huge Godfather.
1: I them. am, but it, it would be in my top ten. But okay. those are, you know. That's it. Um, I don't necessarily. if God bothers on TV, I won't necessarily leave it on and stay with it. Okay. But these five I definitely will. I Although Rocky Rocky should be on the on TV more often than it than it is.
2: Okay. I'm coming at this cold because I was given this 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So okay. Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
1: Okay. 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 You're a Monty Python kind of guy. Huge yeah? obviously. love. love okay.
2: Python. The Martian. Really? Yeah. I never saw it. Was it that good? The Martian with, uh, with uh, Matt Damon.
1: Where he gets stuck up there in yeah, Mars? Yeah. I, that was an interesting movie to me. Uh, th-
2: th- that is a movie where I... When, when, as, Shocking as you it said would be that, in your top five. As you or, said that, it's one of those movies where I'll sit into it, get into it in the middle, and just keep on watching. I've, oh. never, I've never seen that movie on TV. I I should have put District 9 on my list. Ooh, that's a good one. Because that's one that I watch every time it comes on. My next two movies are uh, with a guy that I don't agree with politically generally. But anyway, For Love of the Game. Mm.
1: Okay.
2: For me, one of the best sports movies out there. Even though there isn't that much sports in it. Okay. That whole, you know... Clear, clear the mechanism. Just awesome. Now that's interesting to me because that's uh, to me that's not Costner's best sports movie. No. no, because I think his best sports movie is the next pick, Tin Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I do watch Tin
0: Cup almost every time it's on. Kay. It is that good. I do like it.
2: That's funny. And and for and for my holiday movie, Die Hard. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's interesting. Costner has a lot of sports movies to pick from, and you picked two that I don't think they would have been my first two picks. But no, that's interesting. Mine either. I mean, Field of Dreams might have been one, number one. And um, what was the uh, minor league baseball one that I'm forgetting? Put a love of
2: the
1: game.
0: No, 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 no. no, no. Bull,
2: like, Durham. Bull, Dur- Bull, Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham.
1: Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, that's that. You're absolutely right. Sorry. All right, keep uh all it right going. Fr- from there. All right, a couple of quick ones. Uh I don't know why I did this, but I did. I bought an eighty five dollar personally signed card by JJ McCarthy. <laughs> why? I don't Ooh. know. I'm not Ooh. a fan of Michigan. I, it was just offered. I go. That's interesting. You know what? I don't have an autographed card by anyone, and I decided to buy JJ McCarthy's card. I also have Wemby's rookie card, which I purchased. I got one for me and my son, nice. but I bought a JJ McCarthy autographed baseball card. I don't know why. I
2: think that JJ McCarthy card in ten years may be worth something. It could be. I mean, a
1: lot of people talk it could about it. Like dollar
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what it could be. Yeah, worth, his, I mean, $50. his his accuracy, his yeah. throwing accuracy, is something that's being pointed out as a very transferable NFL skill. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see if he
1: gets into the first round. I don't expect him to. Oh, uh, the I first do. three, the first three picks will be quarterbacks. Uh, we'll J- We'll see how that all breaks JJ out. JJ
2: McCarthy is the first half of the first round.
1: Okay, we'll see yeah. about that. Interesting. One more for you. I have a new, and I've done this on my, my, uh, in my opinion show on Facebook live, my favorite beer now. And I have this bad, I have this really, really difficult beer question. Okay. Okay. So, um, I have, I, if you did not know, and you're listening to this program for the first time, I have heart disease and I'm a diabetic. Okay. Two bad things. So I'm trying to weigh two different types of beer. Do I drink non-alcoholic beer that has a lot more carbs or do I drink alcohol beer that has very little carbs?
0: I would go with the alcoholic stuff. Why? Because you want to stay away from the carbs, right? Isn't that your most dangerous
1: situation? I don't situation? know. Is, yeah, but isn't drinking alcohol the uh, a big problem You know too? what? I'm
0: not a doctor. I don't want to answer this. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't want to be
1: liable. You do you. I, I, I said, I I called my my Aetna nurse to find out, and uh, so I haven't gotten a call back, but that's the dilemma I have. So with that being said, uh makes a non-alcoholic lime and salt beer that is unbelievably delicious and refreshing. I absolutely love it, and I got to hold myself from having four of them. <laughs>
0: We have had the non-alcoholic beer discussion on this program, haven't we? Yes. There are that, a lot of good options.
1: Now. Yes, there is. They're incredibly uh, tri- If you're thinking, oh, I don't want to. What was the, uh, 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 the old uh, non-alcoholic beer that's been out there forever? Um, oh, sure. Um, God. But it's it's awful. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's awful. Yeah. But they have gotten so much better. And this, this one's fantastic. Um, uh, Sam Adams makes a great one. Uh, uh even even natural light makes a very good tasted uh non-alcoholic beer and you know if you want to say if you don't want to drink the alcohol or you think you're drinking too much try one of those things and and it will satisfy you in it every way yeah there's a lot of good
0: ones out there now i'm trying to remember the names. so the st Pauli girl makes a really good one
1: really yeah I haven't seen one. that one. yeah. And I don't know when this took place, but it, it obviously is, is where, the way it is. Beer is $8, $9 a six-pack. I don't know how that happened. When I owned my store up in New York, I think I sold a six-pack of Budweiser for $5.75. Wow. And now it's $9. When did that happen?
0: Uh, I don't know. But it's about the time that beer got good. It's crazy. Right. Like like we've added craft beers to the mix.
1: Yeah, and I don't really like craft beers. I don't like IPAs, they're too hoppy for me. Yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. But they, but the Boston lager, Sam Adams IPA, non-alcoholic, is delicious. I love it. Not Coors Cutter.
0: What was the name of the original non alcoholic?
1: Crap I can't think of. Hey, oh duels. Oh Duels, thank O'Doul's, you. Which is absolutely awful. Awful piss. I wouldn't even take a bath in that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why would anybody would do that, but nevertheless. All right, that's, uh, that's all I got for this afternoon, for me, today. Me too. I thought you had something political. Oh, I do. Alright, let's uh, real quick. The race for the presidency, uh, Michigan primary was this week. Uh, Two big things that came out of this, and one, obviously, everybody talked about, the fact that all these uncommitted votes came in on the Democratic primary to go against President Biden. It was a group effort by... Um, Middle Easterners there in Michigan There's a big Mm -hmm. population of those It was their protest vote About the uh, way the White House Has handled this whole Israel-Hamas thing Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine Uh, In fact uh, And I saw this from WOAI Radio Which I used to work at years ago Which I wouldn't even consider working at today Um, They called it Embarrassing The amount of votes That uncommitted got against Joe Biden, the real, but if you really look at it and, it and if you don't have an agenda, the embarrassing thing that came out of Michigan was the fact that Nikki Haley got 27% of the vote when she hasn't been in contention for the GOP nomination in three months. Yeah. How did 27% come out and vote against Donald Trump? Because they can't stand the MF. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not about uncommitted, un- got 13%. Nikki Haley got 27% against Donald Trump. That's unbelievable to me. That's embarrassing. Not not uncommitted. Nikki Haley, who, uh, and- like I said, should have dropped out two months ago, three months ago, is still carrying on this uh, facade for some crazy reason. Well...
2: Because it's ch- and, and none of the uh, not none, but a good portion of those Haley voters aren't going to transfer over to Trump when he gets a nomination. I don't I think, think you're so right. either. Um, and it's I am I am hopeful that our democratic process works. We'll not not that I like our choices on either side, quite frankly, no. but
1: I'm hopeful that this country gets intelligent quickly and <laughs> don't. and I, I d and I don't have I don't have a lot of faith in that yeah, happening. What would
2: lead you to believe that's gonna happen? Persons <laughs> are smart, people are stupid. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Enjoy no, boys. Make... Have a good week. Thanks. <laughs> Subscribe and listen. Or like yeah. And, yeah, if, that's what and it is. if you yeah, if you've gotten to the end of this, go to unrestricted.show on the web. You can look at our episodes there. Wow. Send us emails. Tell us about your top five movies. When the hell does this happen? Disagree. We've had one since you've been here.
1: I this is the first I've heard of it.
2: H yeah, unrestricted.show. We do have a website. All
1: right. We need to put that on Twitter so we can we could get questions from the audience. Yeah. Good idea. The big audience we Okay. Have. Bye, Thanks. bye. Bye. Bye bye. all feel out there. Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on! The groove feel good when it make you move Make your next move your best move uh huh I said the groove feel good When it make you
2: move Make your next move your best move uh huh It feel good Don't it? It feel good Uh Uh-huh It feel good Cause you know it's good Hey! It feel good don't It It feel good Uh Uh-huh It feel good Cause you know it's good